Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Welcome, everybody, to another awesome episode. I've got a really awesome, I would say legend. He's downplaying it, but I've got Cole Joseph of Cole's Classroom. Um, turns out we both got our start way back in like 2012 in, in helping photographers grow their businesses, but Cole's got a huge head start. He was a wedding photographer for seven years, and today we're just going to free flow and talk about the state of the industry and how... Um, there's this stat that I keep coming across that 85% of photographers fail or are, are out of business within three years. And Cole has been devoting his business to helping photographers not only improve their photography, but also run a sustainable business. He's got some cool tools he's just launched to, to make that even easier. And I think you just come with an awesome perspective on the industry as a whole. So welcome to today's episode. Well, thanks a bunch, Nate. What a what a what a pleasure to hear such a such a nice intro from you. <laughs> we got to hang out more often. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, for those that don't know of, of all your work so far, give us catch us up to speed. Um, where'd you get started in photography, and then how did that evolve into Cole's classroom today? Yeah, well, um, it's it's actually a really funny story. So basically. What happened was my, my background is definitely not with a camera. I went to school for finance and um, I started, that's sort of when it all started, right? So um, it was basically 2008 was the year after I graduated. I was in my first corporate job and just for, I didn't even realize it at the time, but I think I was always meant to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a similar like defining moment or whatever, but we would sort of, my friends and I, we would at lunch just hang out and talk business ideas. and. I was always the one I was like shooting down everyone's idea. Like, Oh no, that won't work because the, we can't be profitable there. And blah, blah, blah. And yeah. It was just our sort of fun way of having lunch banter and figuring out how to like get away from that corporate man, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, one day, one of my, the guy I was having lunch with, he told me that his wife was going to become a wedding coordinator. And I was like, Oh, I said, well, that's great. Cause even in, even though we're in this big recession, people still get married. Yeah. And, um, he said, yeah, yeah, actually. And I said, weddings, people like spend money on weddings, you know? <laughs> and, um, he said, yeah, we have some friends that actually do uh, wedding photography and they make like $4,000 a wedding. And I, my, my jaw literally dropped, yeah. which at the time was my monthly salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, anyways, that, that and I, ideas were just like flying in my head. Right. I was like, yeah. Oh wow. I said, <laughs> photography, that sounds like a fun job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in San Diego, like I was sort of hungry for a side job. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, one thing that you, anyone gets from Cole's classroom and me is 100% transparency. Um, and I'm telling you exactly what my thought process was. And my thought process was, you know, I had just purchased my first home in San Diego. Um, I, I, I had that entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted something I could do to bring in some extra income. 
And this sounded like the perfect thing for me because I worked during the week. This would be the weekends. And it was like a match made, you know, it was just perfect. So of course I did what most, you know, uh, respectful, uh, um, workers would do. And I went back to my office and used their internet to do research the whole rest of the day on, <laughs> on, on the, on cameras. And, and I literally went in there and I was just like, I should do this, you know, and I was researching competition and all this stuff. And I basically that day had realized that I could do this. Wow, and, that's I realized, so cool. and I remember thinking that I'm sure I could teach myself how to take pictures. Yeah. I wasn't concerned with that. I had already taught myself guitar and, and, you know, before, and I was like, I'm sure I could figure it out. I said, my one problem is, is I'm brand new. And these there's everyone there's low barrier to entry. Everyone who has a camera can be a photographer. And of course now you and I know it's only gotten like probably 20 times worse yep. um, in the comp- competition department. And I just thought to myself, as long as I can just do a better job or be a better business person than most of them, I think there's plenty of work to go around. Yeah. And um, I walked into one of my friends, my coworkers office. And I said, Hey, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. And she laughed at me and said, um, do you even have a camera? And I said, no. And I said, <laughs> um, I mean, dude, like internet, yeah. um, like I can figure it out. And and that's, and the rest is history sort of. So, um, I'll sort of fast forward to sort of, that was the initial idea. And, yeah. and I literally did continue my research. And I remember I went on Amazon, I think, and I bought a Nikon D40, yeah. um, with the two kit lenses, the 18 to 55 and the 50 to 200 or 55, to 200 or whatever. I, and I got a f- speed light and I remember when it all came and I got all these boxes and I was just sort of looking at it like, well, here we go. <laughs> and I bought some books too, because there wasn't a Colts classroom at the time, of right, course. Right. Um, and this is actually a good segue into sort of talking about how Colts classroom got started. It was because in those early days there wasn't a Colts classroom, but there was at least for me, something called photo.net, I think. And I don't know if you remember that Nate, but it was a big message board. Mm-hmm. And, um, I literally would be at work and I would be trying to teach myself and I would look at these message boards and I'd read people's Q and a, you know, and, and I would post questions and literally it was so sad to see how much negativity there was on those boards with the, the quote unquote veteran or quote unquote pro photographers mm-hmm. and how rude they would be with any sort of newbie question. Right. And I was navigating that, navigating. Yeah, I remember. That. I want to. I want to pause Do it. there. I, I continue to see that stuff. Like, I think it happens whenever there's a period of fear or change or rapid right. change. Um, people just like they with they withdraw, right? When, right. when when business is good or the economy's happy, people relax. People are a little bit more willing to help each other out and realize yeah. as we help each other out, we help everybody out. But then all of a sudden like people just react and they, they pull back again. And I think depending on where that person is, um, you, you're never short of seeing that kind of snippiness online even today. Yeah. It's kind of it, a bummer. it was a bummer. And you know, I, and I think a lot of it was at that time, that was when digital was uh, definitely more like coming into the mainstream. The recession happened. All these people were clearly upset that whatever was working then is no longer working now which is actually, I think we're going to talk a lot about success and all that because um, 
in many ways, a lot of things haven't changed. Even if it's no longer going from film to digital, everything is always changing, like at a rapid pace. And one thing I've learned is you have to be able to adapt and be one step ahead. And if you get complacent and just think whatever worked then is going to work now, you're probably um, going to really hurt yourself. But totally. and just, I think one of my favorite lines is like, um, you've got to be careful what you want to be right about because the, the world will let you be right about whatever you want to be right about. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. And right. it's like, how are you, do you care more about being one of the, like <laughs> I always to tell my kids when I'm, we're going to across the street, like, well, dad, they're supposed to stop. It's like, mm. right. You're legally right. <laughs> but what happens when they don't? Right. Keywords so you are like, you're right. It's, it's a bummer that, the industry is changing, that everything's going to digital and there's everybody's a photographer and all of these things are true. And you can be right that it's a bummer or you can lean on the fact that what, what didn't we have 10 years ago that we do have now today? Like there's studio management tools that we can talk about. There's all of these tools that you, you could not have done today it's without a, a team of people. But now right. you have access to all of this amazing software that can automate your business for you. So you don't have to share your profits with a team. You've got to invest a little bit in infrastructure, but that's a whole lot less than paying somebody's salary. Absolutely. So it's, what do you want to be right about? Absolutely. And you know, the last thing I'll say, um, I certainly don't want to tie our time up talking about me, but good. the way Cole's classroom started was, um, you know, I, I did weddings for seven years and, um, we loved doing weddings and, yeah. And obviously we left out some of the story of how I got involved on in that, but I'll say I basically got, I got started with no, basically going out there and hustling and getting into my first portfolio with from and learning with friends and that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. But literally I started hustling my little butt off on Craigslist and nice. I booked my first 28 weddings. Um, I should say we did 28 weddings in our first year, all from Craigslist postings. Well, at least half of them. And then word of mouth started going and that kind of thing. But, um, it was very, very, very hard to get any seasoned studio or photographer to let me come along and be a second or third shooter. Yeah. And, and, um, when I, when I, I was three or I was three years into doing weddings when, um, I got the idea for Cole's classroom. And the reason why I got the idea was I wanted something that basically no question was a dumb question. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I set out to sort of start, and it really wasn't just that because, as you probably can relate, it's like, I remember it, I almost quit three times because in the first six months, cause like, no, I was doing all this work and no one was coming. And I was just like, why am I doing this? If there, I can't, I'm not even helping anyone, mm-hmm. but, um, luckily that changed, but I wanted to basically, the whole idea was I'm going to share the things I'm learning out in the field. Mm-hmm. So even if, so people can sort of get firsthand knowledge, not just textbook knowledge, um, and the rest so cool. is the rest is history. So that's so cool, man. Yeah, now you're helping so many photographers just with the the basics all the way through to advanced kind of done for you templates. Um, I think that if if we um, talk about our first success kind of topic, I'll go first with um, realizing that how how valuable time is. Even when, yeah. when we're starting out a business, it's easy to forget like we have lots of, we have very little money, but lots of time. But mm-hmm. then we start to undervalue our own time and work on things that don't provide a value. And we re- redo everything from the ground up. So what I think 
that no photographers had um, five years ago was all of these templates from proven photographers. Like these, these templates have worked in other businesses, right? So don't, don't start from zero. All of the emails you need to write in your business, all of the, the portfolio building, all of this stuff, there's templates out there to help you start and and automate some of the process. Um, What are some of the ways you help or sorry, you try to prioritize and pick what projects you, you, you're going to work on? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm the perfect example of someone who I think looking back spent way more time um, and in some ways worked harder rather than smarter, even building Cole's classroom. And certainly, I mean, on Cole Joseph photography, I mean, forever. I mean, it took me years before uh, we started doing elect- sending electronic contracts. I remember the days of literally printing. <laughs> I'm laughing because I stopped myself, but I remember the days of printing out contracts, you know, and then, then I'd sign it and then I'd freaking drop it in the mail to them. And then it was just like, and it's so stupid and silly. Why was I doing that? I remember not having contracts. <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah. Well, you're going to love this. So the reason why I started laughing is I remember when I actually at that same job, that same company where I was doing all my research and decided I was going to become a wedding photographer, going down to our in-house printer, like the print shop and having them print me the, my, my wedding uh, contract on three ply like paper. <laughs> so I was actually, I actually paid for it though. I mean like they, they like invoiced me, but it was just sort of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to use what you got to hustle, man. Every business owner knows that when you're first, I mean, I started, you know. them, I was like, Hey, can you make me a contract? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah so totally. Definitely. Um, in terms of where I spend my time now, I mean, my time now is more limited than ever with Cole's classroom. We have so many different projects and, and um, what I, I remember distinctly, I was actually hiking and one, at one point, cause I was always in terms of me with money. Cause I know photographers in particular, especially when you're starting out, right? You're very, and it's not just photographers, it's everyone. When you're just starting out in any business, you're very, very, very tight with money and you should be, you know, you, I'm not, I'm never going to advocate someone go and like, ring up like thousands on their credit card and just hope that, you know, it works out for you. But, um, and I was the same way. I mean, I was scrappy. I was doing stuff the longer way I was spent instead of the 80, 20 rule of spending all my, um, I was spending all my time on 20% of the results. Right. And it should be the opposite. Um, and I remember one day thinking to myself, and this was on the Colts classroom side, I was thinking, don't, Cole, you need to quit being afraid of investing in any tool or yourself with education that can get you a result faster than you would otherwise by just doing it the long way. Yeah, totally. And that's like whether it's sticky albums or sticky email or, or Cole's Classroom Pro. Um, and it's not even just a matter of us, whether it's shoot proof, whether it's what, whatever that is for you, whoever's listening here. Yep. Um, that's a, that was an important step that I made and I no longer was afraid to, I think then I also had the distinction of the money knowing what is an investment that's going to yield a return mm-hmm. on that money, that cash outlay versus what is a cost mm-hmm. that is going to have no return. And at that point forward, I was not afraid to spend money on thing on software that's going to make my life easier. That's going to yeah. save me time. I think for me, it was the first shift from, I, 
I think I was spending those same hours when I was first getting started on the corporate job, like just scouring the internet for, for lenses and lighting gear and camera, the next body I was going to get, the next lens I was going to get, um, learning all of that stuff about taking better pictures. Um, but when I finally switched to buying tools, yeah, that instead of that, they can actually, that, that are business related instead of just good, like, yes, you need a camera that's going to take okay pictures, but I think that ship has long sales. Like we, <laughs> you can take some pretty sweet pictures with your, with a smartphone. We know that. I know. Um, and it's finding different ways to automate and save time. That's when my brain started to like go, Oh, okay. This is how I can pull this off all by myself. Yeah, and I think it's key for us to also make the distinction of like like where I'm at now being a business owner with Close Classroom is very different than where I was back then, right? Yeah, right totally. And it's not to say that I would do I still would do things a lot differently if I was back if I knew what I know now and it was me back then. Yeah. Um but I think the difference is is like now sometimes it's like okay, well I'm too busy, so I need to figure out how to save time. Where early on, it, I mean, I was juggling like three different jobs. So it wasn't that I, it wasn't like I had this, you know, a, a luxury of extra time. But at the same time, in terms of booking clients, well, maybe I wasn't like, or, or maybe whoever's listening now, maybe it's like, well, I do have the time. So why not spend it? And I think then the question is, but sh- where should you spend your time, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, just because you have time doesn't mean that you should spend your time doing that. Yeah. Um, because if you aren't getting, if you aren't booked yet and if you aren't, um, you know, instead of, well, let's take a real life example. When I first started doing weddings, when I was trying to figure out what the heck I was doing with editing my photos for every, I was getting slammed because I was juggling all these things. And for every eight hour wedding, it would take me 24 hours of editing. And, and I was, you know, we were having double header weddings and cause we did 28 that first year. And I, I, I literally, literally had to remember thinking I need to do something about this. And <laughs> that's how Cole's classroom presets came along. Cause yeah. I, I was actually making presets to help do 80 or 85% of the editing. And I, over time, um, it didn't take me that long, but that was a worthy time investment for me to build my own workflow and system yeah. where I got it all the way down to an eight hour wedding would take me four hours. So the point I'm trying to make is it wasn't, it didn't make sense. I should not have been spending 24 hours in editing time. Just because you had it, right? Right. Just because I had it. And luckily I was able to trim that back. But if I, if I was, if that's you right now, but yet you're also needing more clients, well, trim back that to buy yourself more time so you can go out there and network with more people and try and get some word of mouth going to get more clients. Yeah, totally. I remember when I was in that, I think the reason why I was wasting so much time editing is I was trying to find my style. I was yeah, trying to, I would do one shoot and I would one style and I'd go buy some other presets and I'd do the next shoot in a total different one. And then the worst things is I would like do two totally different editing styles. I'm like, which one do you like better? Oh, yeah. Like just, so, I was so nervous. Don't just yeah. give them all. Yeah, right. Wow. That too. I did that to my co- like, so Lightroom I mean, virtual copies. I've yeah. been I've been guilty of that too, by the way. And I think it's 
it's, I don't, I'm not doing it to make fun of anybody who's listening. I'm just making fun of myself. And I think well, to we, be honest, I still was doing not to cut you off, but like, I'll still give a color and a black and white sometimes. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm like, the photo looks good in both. And who am I to say what they're going to like? And honestly, I'm spending way too much time. That was my rule. If I'm spending way too much time and I can't make the decision, I'm done with it and I'm moving on. Yeah. Right. And I think you just have to set, um, it, it's building the confidence to go, um, where we're spending too much time where the client may not notice, right? Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. By the yeah, way, the, the, the client may not notice. And, um, we're, we're one of the services we provide, which I didn't realize is helping them make choices, right? Yep. Helping them yep. make choices. And it's, you're going to completely overwhelm somebody. If you give them too many, they're not going to order albums. They're not going to like, they're not going to order wall art. It's just, I don't know. They all look great. Like I, they all look the same to me now. <laughs> if we, that's, yep. um, so, that's more important is, is not overwhelming them is more important than choosing like the right version between these two. Like we just have to make a call because we just can't contain it all. Well, and I think the reason why that's also important is one, the key thing that you said is they may not notice. And, and that's what I've noticed mostly is, you know, here's real examples. You know, some people will spend, hours on hours on hours editing every photo to perfection, right? They're in Photoshop. They're fixing the flyaway hairs and all this. The client doesn't care. You know what they care about? Do I look pretty? Do I look good? Right? And it's not those sort of, unfortunately, far too many photographers get so hung up on these details that they think are going to be the difference of a successful shoot or not. And they don't give a darn. They yeah. don't, you know what they care about? What did they have a good time working with you? Did you make them feel special? Did, yep. Do they look good? Totally. I love it. Um, so another topic, uh, I think when it comes to time management is just, um, is finishing things is, is being setting realistic goals about what, um, what you can actually get done in a day, in an hour, in a week. And I think that as creatives, I still struggle with this. I still, st- I sit down Go, okay, here's the things I want to do today. And all of a sudden there's this new shiny object over here that I want to go play with. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, like how do I, what, what are the, some of the things you do to stay focused to making sure you're finishing the projects that well, you know need to get out the door? To be honest, that's been, I, I was chuckling because I, the misery loves company. That's been my biggest, that's been my biggest problem to be honest. Um, I don't have it figured out yet. I, I can tell you that when I'm on my A game, what yeah. works the best is literally to do what you just did, which is have a to-do list. Um, I've tried, I used to, when I, I sort of fell off the wagon for a bit, but you know, I was for a while like making it at the start of the week and basically this is what I need to get done this week. And literally I would have it on my desk or in a Google doc or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would go down and, and cause what happens with me is, I'll get started on something and then someone else pulls me into something else or, or I pull myself into something else or I get tagged on Facebook, of course, or something. And then I sort of get flustered or I I lose track. And then at that point I either can jump back into something or I sort of flounder more. And what the to-do list did for me was I could go back to that and say, okay, here's the stuff I need to do. Pick one. Um, so yeah, the to-do list is great because you get that sort of satisfaction of crossing something off. Yep. We use a, uh, with Cole's classroom, we use Trello a yeah, lot. I love Trello. And, um, I was, 
I had uh, actually Betsy, who's one of the Colts Costume Pro mentors. She was using it for her own stuff forever and sort of, I didn't listen to her early enough, but finally I gave in and um, it's amazing. So that's really good in any sort of team environment. I think, I think for me, um, especially if you're delegating stuff to teams, I'm going to share a tip with you in a second. Just so I don't forget. It's like, and I've shared this with other photographers on the call. There's, I'm going to tease. This is my, my open loop. I'm going to create an open loop and close close in a second. Open it up. There's one software tool that I've, that I've started using this year that has changed my business, changed my life more than any other tool I've ever used. And I'm a software nerd. I've developed software. Like, I'm sorry to be all excited about it, but it's the truth. Okay. Well, I got my pen out. So, so first I'm going to talk, let's wrap up the thing about to do's. All so right. To, so to do's, I think that they need to be something that you can, if, if a to do is not something you can do in an hour, it's too big. That's a goal. That's like, that's a project. Yeah. Do's need to be something that you can complete so that it, and it's like, and it's done, done. There's a lot of projects we work on where like we get up to like here and then because we didn't finish it that day, we go to pick it up the next day and all of that other work we did falls apart. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure that you're getting your work to a spot. And for me, let's talk about something tangible. It's like, let's say working on your website. When I was first launching my portrait website, I would tinker and tinker and tinker and tinker and tinker. And it would never like, Oh, I'm going to make it live. Like, Oh, I could do this one more thing. Then I'll make it live. Right. The thing that had me actually stay focused on getting it better was making it live. Yeah. Once it was live, I knew there was something broken or I knew there were some things that I didn't like or love, but guess what? I got those other things done so much faster because I had that weird pressure of this thing's live well, and technically people world. are seeing it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, and guess what? It was better for some people to see it. In, in my mind, I wasn't perfect. They didn't care, but it had me get it done. So finding ways to make stuff live in public, I think is a really good way. Um, if you've ever listened to This American Life, um, mm-hmm. he talks about how when he first started in radio, he can barely listen to the stuff he did early, right? You've got to just... Right. Like publish, publish, publish your work. Uh, I think that's another thing that's hard to do is put, building your website. Is you have to look at work you did six months ago. All creatives hate their work from six months ago, right? But we just yeah. got to keep pushing it out there. And yes, you'll get better. And that it's by publishing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm Anything glad you brought that up. There? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm one of my probably best strengths or my greatest strengths, I should say, is executing fast and you can't execute, you can't be good at implementing and executing fast if you're also perfectionist. Exactly. And, um, but I think it's very important whether it's, we were talking editing earlier, but now we're talking about getting stuff done. It's very important. And focus is sort of a whole nother thing, but in terms of it's so important to, to not get hung up and wait for something to be perfect. Cause guess what? It's never going to be perfect. So you're never going to get it done. You have to publish and then iterate and make it better. And that's exactly what we do at Cole's Classroom at, with Hey Ned and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I can't, uh, you know, I was just going to say the quote, I'm sure you've heard this. It's, I don't know who originated, but you know, done is better than perfect yeah. or, or, or better yet. Um, perfect action oh. is better than, wait, what is it? Um, 
I'm going to totally jack this. Have you never heard of this one? I'm not the second one. I was funny. Perfect I, I made that first one. I made that quote earlier today on Facebook. And then the, my other one is perfect is the enemy of profit. That's Mark Cuban. Mm. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we, uh, I think we definitely have ticked off the old to do and getting stuff done. So what, what else? You <laughs> all, got? Right, all right. All right. Um, we can go all day. Yeah, I know. So I want to wrap up with some tools because you've got some cool new tools you want to talk about. Here is my, so for those of you, I'm going to give this tip to Cole because I know he manages a team. If any of you are thinking about managing a team or I think all of you probably have a tax accountant or somebody that you give something to. And if you're thinking about ways to start to delegate projects um, or just to help with um, answering emails, there's a tool called Loom, useloom.com, like L-O-O-M. Uh, it's a browser plugin. I know, Cole, you've, you've made tons of videos, screen recording videos, probably using like ScreenFlow or other tools like that. Mm-hmm. Those are all great. I've used those for a decade now, um, making really good training videos that are need to be a little bit more high-end high or polished. But what Loom does is you can't edit. And I think that mm. if anybody's done any edit, any video projects, what we don't realize, it's kind of, it reminds me of like your inefficient workflow where you, it took you a while to realize a one, one wedding was taking you 24 hours. Right. I think some people will make a video and say, oh yeah, I'm just going to edit out the ums and mistakes later. Right. Soon as you make that decision, you're creating this huge backlog of work. If it takes you 10 minutes to make that video, it's going to take you 45 minutes or more because you have to listen to it several times to make edits. So Loom is just, you hit record in the browser tab. It records your face and what's on your screen in your browser and a 10 minute limit. And you can crop off the ends if you want, but that's it. Like if you make a mistake, just start over. It's that, that's the thing that's better. Okay. So I'm getting in the weeds about how to build it. Now, what do you record? Anytime I want, to give feedback to somebody somebody's worked on if a, if a customer's worked on a website and they're they're not they want my feedback on it or one of my team members has worked on a a new ad and they want my feedback on it how many of us have tried to reply in an email where you start like taking screenshots and drawing arrows and you do another screenshot and then you'll see my answers in line and there's like 10 different questions before you know it you spent 45 minutes on an email <laughs> i it's hilarious. I make one of these videos. I make probably like five videos a day. And most of my email replies, both now I'm sending them and and answering questions. And at first I I was afraid people would, would think that I was being lazy um, because it's faster. It's, I can make, I can make a five minute video that would take me 30 minutes to write that. Right. Um, And, but to my surprise, all of the receivers are like, oh my God, thank you so much. That video is so helpful. It answered all my questions. I totally get what you need now. So, yeah, yeah uh, that's great, man. I, we, we've been doing something similar with a different tool. Um, we use a, no, Screencastify, oh, which, cool. is a, which is a Chrome plugin. Yeah, yeah. So is, so is Loom. So Screencast, it's the same thing. So there's a couple different ones out there. It's so good. It is absolutely life-changing. You're right. As soon as I found it out, found out about it, which is... I've used it for about a year and a half, but we lean on that so much now. Just literally record, talk, here you go. And and since it goes directly to Google Drive, it just gives you the copy link and you're you're done. That looks so sweet. I love it. 
Cool. Um, hey, so you know what that means? Great minds, man. They Great don't. Minds. So, so let's 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 let me share how I I've had photographers use this too. It'll give you a couple more ways to do it. So, um, one of the cool new features in Sticky Albums is you can make an online pricing guide because I think that a PDF is right. sometimes too detailed and too overwhelming, and as soon as you up, uh, as soon as you send it to somebody, it's outdated. And if you want to make changes or raise your prices, people like dig it up and find it all of a sudden two years old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all these things, limitations of PDF. Uh, the biggest one I think is it's just too much information. You should not give an inquiry who has not yet decided to, to invest with you all of your price, like eight by 10 is this and 10, 20, like all the sizes. You don't, they don't need that much information. So the online pricing guide is a cool way just to tease and start to educate your clients, your potential clients about what you do. Um, Now the icing on the cake is a lot of photographers in our group are then taking Loom, making a video recording that's like, oh, hey, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for asking about our pricing. Let me walk you through. Sorry, this is is confusing. It's like acknowledging that, you know what? We know it's hard to hire a photographer because we all are different. (laughs) let Mm -hmm. me help you with that. Right. Um, I'm going to walk you through some of our options, how you save a lot of money with our packages and why we love doing canvases and why we love doing albums. I can't wait to sit down and chat. Right. That's the first impression they're making. Instead of just saying, here's a, like a, a super long email or here's a PDF that looks crappy on mobile. Here's a video introduction. and, And it's every time you, what I love is every time you send a video like that, you give yourself 20 minutes, right? That used to take you 20 minutes and now it's copy and paste. Boom, done. Okay, I'm done. So in that spirit, you've been working on something. You've been really close to your, you have a premium membership. uh, uh, So number one, um, if you guys want to learn more from Cole, there's tons of free resources. I've always, that's why I think you've been around forever because you just have so many awesome free resources on the website, on YouTube, um, check all of those out. But I'm learning, you also have a premium membership um, where there's exclusive training and now you're starting to do something else. I think it's from your experience, learning of what photographers really need help with, you've dipped your toe into the software world as well. What's that all about? Well, you know, to be honest, what it's all about is um, trying to give our premium members a uh, more value, you know, yeah. with their membership and just really continue to make sure that they're taken care of and uh, we treat them like royalty. Um, but I think the, the actual sort of the, the other side of that is I think, you know, there's a lot of room for opportunity um, or I should say there's a lot of room for improvement yeah. with and things like workflow and sort of how much time do we spend doing the administrative stuff, the contracts, the, the invoicing. I mean, um, and, and there's tools out there. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily trying to say that, Hey, net is geared to replace any of those tools, but a lot of those tools in our experience that, um, I've used personally with cold just they're just way too, the learning curve to use them is so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't need to name names. I mean, the tool that I used to use is, yeah, they're still around barely, I think, but they were sort of the only option for a long time. Yep. Um, and it was so, so hard to figure out how the heck to actually use it. 
Uh-huh. So in the true Coles classroom spirit, you know, I think one thing that we've done really good at um, is taking technical things, um, whether it's photography concepts or just anything and really dumbing them down into the bare minimum yep. that still gets you all the results you need, but then sort of cuts out any of the technical jargon. And totally. we're doing the same thing with a client management software, which is called Hey Ned. Oh, and then, so uh, cool. Yeah. I, everyone's like, why? Wait, hey, who? And I said, <laughs> exactly. It's hey, Ned, because Ned is basically going to be your little virtual office assistant. And you can pretty much just like talk to him and say, hey, Ned, send out this contract. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ned, you know. Yeah, yeah. A, so a, just a, like a, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even make that connection. But I'm saying earlier, like that's, that's the era we live in. Like there's technology that replaces the need to hire somebody. Like our businesses will hit a ceiling if you are, if you're getting more clients and you're frustrated with the frenzy that becomes like, okay, I've got a bunch of weddings booked or I've got a bunch of clients this month and you feel like you're going crazy, you're not ever going home, like what's your alternative? You can hire a studio manager, you know, all this other stuff, or you can start to automate your processes and follow a proven workflow. Yeah. And you so, know, I think, and, and this is going to sort of piggyback on your, your loom in the photographer context. Right. And I mean, we've done some of the same thing. Um, although looms a a lot faster than doing like a a phone type thing. But the whole point is like when you, how important is that first impression? How important is it to be different? So to circle back to the idea of 85% of photographers fail, why is that? Well, obviously there's competition, right? But as we have more competition, there's also more room for opportunity um, and more sort of room to stand out because most people aren't going to do any of these little extras. And trust me, they really are little extras. Totally. So to spend the five minutes to do a video intro and walk you through the pricing, that's a awesome first impression. But so how the heck can a client manage, how can a software, whether it's sticky products, whether it's Hey Ned or anything, how can these actually also make you have a good first impression? Well, because you need to look like a professional. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was joking earlier when I was saying I was literally remember the days of sending out contracts in the mail. Mm-hmm. I was sending out DVDs in the mail. Yeah. You know, like that is not a good first impression or a second or a third impression or whatever. That's not a good client experience. So you know, I my make goal this analogy with-, with like things getting automated and simpler. Um, there's in Seattle, they've got the new Amazon store that you can just walk in and out of uh, without paying for it. Like it just knows who you are and knows what you bought. So crazy. Like, Amazon is the the king of frictionless yep. retail of business, right? And what I tell people is we all compare ourselves to other photographers. Consumers are not comparing you to they they don't use other photographers all like every month. Right. Right. But they're doing online, say an online interaction, online banking. They're doing all these online tools that are seamless and frictionless. That is what they've come to expect. So if all of a sudden doing business with you requires work, old, yeah, work extent or friction, it's not going to happen. So you've got to use tools like this, like online contracting, um, like online scheduling, all of these different tools that are available that people are just coming to expect because that they don't want to work to have to do business with, with, with you. Right. Um, so I mean, one thing, yeah. go ahead. 
Oh, you make one more point. I was just going to say, you know, obviously like these things cost money, you know, and that's the distinction that we all have to accept, accept that, um, photography can be an absolute life-changing great business. It's not to say like, I think Nate and I don't want to say that you're going to fail, but it is to be real because we don't BS people. Um, it's to be real that it isn't an easy ride, but so you're going to have to, it's going to take a little bit of effort and it's going to take uh, a lot of consistency. And it's also going to take a little investment mm-hmm. and keyword investment, not cost, because these are things that are vital. And Nate, you know, one thing that I tell people, uh, all of our pro members in our community is when they're talking about how do I get more clients? How do I get more clients? You know, should I do Facebook ads? And I'm like, no, no, no. And trust me, I know a thing or two about Facebook ads. I'm sure some of you have seen my f- my face, although I try not to use my face on any ads because I'm not that pretty. But, um, but you know, it's like people are willing maybe to, or they're considering, I should say, I need clients. Do I spend $300 for a wedding wire banner ad? Do I spend $300 on Facebook ads? No. You know what you do? You get a, you hustle and get a handful of, of clients, whether they're, even if they're free portfolio sessions or whatever, you treat them like freaking royalty. You spend 10 bucks and give them a nice gift card to their favorite Friday night outing with a handwritten thank you note or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you totally make them talk about you. Yeah. What are the, what I teach people is like, you have to, it's not good enough just to be like a little bit better than the competition. How, what can you do that literally forces people to talk about you because you were so good. And the truth is, is it doesn't actually cost a lot of money. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. Um, so to learn one more thing that I, I want to touch on is I saw how I kind of discovered, um, Hey Ned is you're already doing some really good training on it. And one of the things that, um, that I've learned, my background is in, is in training development and it actually came from a a giant software company. That was my, my like, that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not a developer. I just, right, right. And like kind of through osmosis, I learned a lot of kind of, it seemed annoying because like all oh, the big working for the man or working in big, right. but it ended up, I learned some really cool lessons and there's this idea of, um, when they were implementing software, that's a implementing is a stupid corporate word. Yeah. Um, using software, the difference of a company like a, like a target or somebody big implementing this big piece of software was if they bought into the features of the software or if they bought, bought into the best practices. Hmm. So if the salesperson went out and said, Oh my gosh, look at all these things we can do and all these big promises. And they bought into the salesperson, all these big empty prom- promises, they would completely fail. Or the other big thing is if, if uh, in big, if your target, you can make big companies change software. They call it like uh, right. maintenance or something like that and customizations and they would t- always fail, right? If the implementation took a lot of, I'm going super deep and technical. The point is what I, when you implement whatever, I, we, we can all be honest and transparent. You've got choices for a studio management tool, right? But every single one will fail. You will not use any studio management tool unless you use it in the way that the, the creators intended. If they, every single software is not magic, right? All it does is execute and automate things that humans can do. But it's built based on a set of best practices 
proven best practices usually um, as a way to make this workflow automated and, and more streamlined. And so by I love that you've right now bundled it with with your Coles Classroom Plus where uh, or Pro, right? Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, where you're giving people all of the 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 roadmap of here's what you need to do to impress your clients. Here's what you need to do to to manage your workflow. This is all best practices, right? Do this somehow. Oh, and by the way, here's some software that will streamline those best practices. That I believe is how people are successful. I learned that lesson the hard way launching sticky albums. I like some people saw the tool right away. The early adopters like, Oh, this is amazing. Look what it can do. And all these people took and did all kinds of crazy stuff. I wasn't expecting. And luckily it was good. But then there's a lot of other photographers now going, okay, what, how am I supposed to use this in, our, in my business? Which is why we bundle it with the, the strategy, the education and the software that automates the tactic. Right? Um, so bringing it all together. Um, all right, man, dude, you and I can talk forever. Where do they go to learn more about all of these things? Well, you know, the, um, the best place to go is colesclassroom.com. And then on the um, homepage, anywhere where it says maybe, I know right now, I don't know when this will air, it's probably going to change a little bit. But, you know, we do a lot of free webinars. And by all means, they are absolutely free. They, um, there's plenty of great value there. Join a webinar. Um, you might see sometimes a thing for some free presets. Those are also free. Go ahead and, you know, get the free presets. They're the ones that I used to use um, on all those weddings, those hundred plus weddings. And, um, and if you're interested in learning about Cole's Classroom Pro or Hey Ned, um, just to recap, Hey Ned is the studio management software. Right now it's only available for our Cole's Classroom Pro members. Um, That will be changing um, here probably in the next couple months. Cool. But um, the best value certainly is within Cole's Classroom Pro where we personally help a lot of and with a lot of mentoring. Um, and that's sort of the biggest reason why Cole's Classroom Pro is different than a lot of other educational membership communities is we're actually like in there with you answering questions, doing live trainings, doing video replies, doing um, just a whole nother level of personalized help for poor upcoming portrait, um, aspiring portrait and wedding photographer. I love that. I think that's so clutch. I was just talking in our Facebook group today. I think what happens in a lot of forums, if you don't have that human touch is there isn't that sensitivity that we are all at different stages of our business and there people always want that like binary answer. Should I blog? Yes or no. Um, like should I do Facebook ads? Yes or no. Like, well, it depends where you're at in your business. Have you done this, this, and this? No. Okay. Go do that first, then do Facebook ads. Um, but I think that a lot of times forums become like this back and forth of just fighting through binary. But when you have that personal touch, like you do, um, you can kind of realize the gray and, and, and find out what is the right tactic based on where you're at in your business. Totally. Yeah. So, um, for Cole's classroom pro, let's see. Um, I'll make a special link for all of you oh, wow. guys. So you can do colesclassroom.com slash sticky. What? I love it. We'll make yeah, sure that's so, in the show notes. So click in the blog post and in the show yeah. notes. that link. Yeah, so we'll do something there. If you want to get involved, there'll be a $1 trial. And even for that $1 trial, you can get in um, access to Hey Ned for free. And what? it's available right now. So just, you said you warned me you were going to just kind of roll with it. Look at that. I'm making up stuff as you go. I love it. 
Well, okay. I know it's yeah. So we got a little bit of work to do, but no, it won't be a hard thing at all. <laughs> so you make it. This is the perfect example. In action, that's going to get done now, right? You like you set oh, yeah. that clear goal. You make make it live, and then make it better. Oh, so Colesclassroom.com sticky. I got. I, I said that to remind myself what it is, since this was there. We did have no plan. I told Nate. I said, I just want to come and hang out and talk with you. So, oh, dude, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much. Um, I'm definitely going to have to have you back on. Um, and when, as, as uh, you've got more people using um, Hey Ned, and if, I think that there's just such an opportunity and take to take where we could go deeper into just studio management and customer relationship management. How do you, how do you systematize those small things to force your customers to talk about you? It sounds like we got some work to do and to keep talking. I love it. <laughs> but dude. we'll save that for another time. So good. All right. You have a good rest of your day. We will chat soon. Cheers.